This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Reception Perception, the show. Now, James Cole and Matt Harmon. I want to play a little game of, of how good are they actually, okay? Um, and I want to start with Jordan Love, who, from a statistical standpoint, and it's funny because, like, I, I came out uh, in the preseason and said, listen, um, I'm not saying Jordan Love's a bad player, but I, I don't think that Matt LaFleur is a good offensive coach. I don't like his his route concepts. Um, and a, lot, a lot of it's too, you know, samey with, like, Mike – he gave me Mike McCarthy vibes, okay? I wasn't a big fan uh, of, of the, op- the, the, the offensive scheme set forth by LaFleur. Now, everyone's trying to make me eat it. Right. Like everyone's being like, ah, see, I told you you're wrong. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Am I like, have we actually watched Jordan Love play? Like, yeah, he's throwing three touchdowns in back to back games. And yeah, he leads a comeback uh, against the Saints when when they lose their starting quarterback. I, I don't know. Like maybe I, I would say right now for me, I feel like that's a, a take that is not aged badly. I think it's a take that's sort of a mixed bag. Like I could certainly be wrong on it. There's no question. Uh, but right now, I, I also haven't seen like, oh, my God, I'm wrong on it. You know what I mean? So I guess I'll ask you, the quarterback guru, uh, how good is Jordan Love actually? I think right now he's OK, but I kind of think the process of what he's doing is going to end up better by the end of the year. Um, and the reason I say that is like it actually kind of does go back to um, Lafleur and his offense. In my opinion, what we're learning is that a lot of the sameness between LaFleur and McCarthy was a lot of Aaron Rodgers' influence, I think. <laughs> I think Aaron really liked okay. to throw a lot of those routes. Yeah, fair. Um, because I think what, what we're seeing a little bit now from Green Bay is like they're getting more under center. They're, they're trying to be a heavier personnel team. They're trying to run the ball. They're really trying to run play action. And they're throwing over the goddamn middle of the field. Aaron Rodgers didn't do any of that last year. I don't I don't remember the exact number uh, in front of me, but he was like the lowest guy in terms of throwing the middle of the field um, in my charting. That's not Jordan Love. Jordan Love is very willing to throw a dig route on time. He's very willing to, you know, throw down the seams, all that sort of stuff. So I think it's kind of allowing Lafleur to get back to some of the stuff that he was kind of used to, like when he grew up as a play caller um, with the Rams and stuff like that, where like, this is kind of the formula that he's used to. So 
and I think we've seen good good success with success with it. Like he schemed open a lot of really good throws uh, down the field for Love to hit, and I think. You know, to your point, the, the results have been pretty mixed in terms of Love actually hitting those throws. But to me, I think we're seeing that that Lafleur is, I think, doing a good job of getting those guys open. Um, and Love, to me, I think is a good processor, actually. And I think he handles pressure well. His his issue is just ball placement, like like pure and simple. That's it. Like he's getting to the right places. He's throwing on time. He just has the worst uh expected completion percentage over expected in the league and like when you watch it it feels that way like Mm -hmm. there are just four or five throws a game where it's like how do you miss this when you're throwing (laughs) on time and you have one of the Uh better arms in the league already like it just doesn't make sense that he's missing these throws so i am hoping that the more he plays the more he kind of settles into the to the rhythm of, of getting some of these throws and just hitting them on time and i do think when he gets some of you know christian watson comes back and like when some of these other really young receivers yeah, they have point. get some more reps, like yeah, that's going point. to help. But for now, the ball placement is not there. Process good, execution, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right, another young quarterback in Tua, who is like the MVP front runner right now, um, as crazy it is, as we are three games into the season here. Um, he had a, a torrid start like this last year. Obviously, he got banged up and hurt, multiple concussions, uh, two reported, probably three. Uh, on the season there for Tua last year. Uh, this year, man, he has just been kept upright, I mean, big time. I I, I just, I struggle to even picture plays where he's under pressure. I mean, he's just so, he's just such a clean look for for Tua. Um, he's obviously got the, the best tandem of wide receivers in the game in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Speed, 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 speed everywhere. Even in the running back room, he's got speed. And he's got a great offensive coach. Um, in Mike McDaniel, right? So how good is Tua actually? Because I tell you, there are some times when you're like, if if he actually gets that ball out there, it's just an easy touchdown. Instead, it's just a 40-yard gain. I'm saying just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I feel as if there's a lot of plays that he leaves, a lot of yards that he leaves on the table. I made the comparison before, and I still fi- stand by this firmly. Um he reminds me a lot of like Alex Smith uh, in Kansas City. You know, Andy Reid was scheming up some real great plays. There's obviously that connective tissue there with Ty- Tyreek Hill as well. Um, but how good is Tua Tungavailoa actually? Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I think he's like a very normal kind of good and not the kind of great that people people think that he is. And the reason I say that is like we've seen this tree of play caller do this with quarterbacks who we know to be not actually that great. The stuff that we saw from Jared Goff in 2017 and 2018 Mm. um, under McVay, the way that they Mm -hmm. were able to perfectly calibrate the offense to the things that he did well. And you got some of the most productive quarterback play we've seen um, this generation. Um, same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, in San Francisco. <laughs> right, right, Jimmy Garoppolo right, is what? Right. Quarterback like 20-something? And he was yeah. probably playing a little bit better than that um, in, at, at his peak in San Francisco. But like we knew he was never more than like a slightly above average quarterback at his best. But mm-hmm. they were getting top three passing offense out of him 
every year when everything was healthy just because it was so perfectly calibrated to what he does. Um, and I think that's a little bit where we're at with Tua right now. And, and like to his credit, what I'll say about Tua is like, I do think the timing he plays with is really better than anything we've seen from, from any of these other guys, even better than Jimmy. I do think his ball placement is really good. And I even think we've seen a little bit more like, you know, kind of a little bit more outside of the pocket stuff from him. Cause that was kind of my biggest issue coming into mm-hmm. the years that he just gave you no juice outside of structure, but he's, he's at least flashed that a little bit this year. So again, I do think he's like a good quarterback, but I think the numbers are just so far and ahead of where he's actually playing. Yeah. And, and like people are, people take this as like, Oh, that means you think Tua's actually sucks or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, exactly. it's just, we've seen quarterbacks <laughs> produce above their level in these offenses before. Right. And he's just doing it again. And it's only, it's heightened to just a new level because they have like such a unique cheat code of speed that they're like breaking the NFL. I know. And to his credit, he's right. doing a good job of executing, but yeah, I would say he's like a, he's pretty good. But the numbers, he's not, you know, historically good, basically. If people ask like, oh, why do you, you know, why do you downplay what Tua is doing? And it's like, it's because of people who I see on my timeline, there was a, there was an actual debate on my timeline, uh, a video segment. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about who it was, but just I'm watching this thing. And and the, the question was, what does Justin Herbert do actually better than Tua? And I'm oh like, <laughs> I was like, you have everything to be kidding me. Like, bro, separate production from ability. I mean, I get that that's what reception perception like specializes in. But I mean, can we do that? Just I mean, just use a little common sense. It's crazy, Derek Class. I'm like, I'm watching this unfold. And the panel is like talking about like, yeah, well, uh, kind of sort of nothing. And I'm like, What? Justin Fields does damn near everything better than Tua. It's just that he's not in a great he's not in a great system and he doesn't have two of the fastest human beings on earth playing football with him. You know what I'm saying? Like come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, and, and like it's crazy. The, the, the thing to me specifically with Herbert and Tua, I, I mean one you just look at them physically and it's a it, it's a Ferrari versus a Camry. Like like what are we doing here? But even beyond that, like, what are Tua's two best traits? It's timing and it's it's ball placement. Mm-hmm. You know what Justin Herbert is really, really good at? <laughs> Throwing on time with incredible ball placement. Ball placement right. He has like the, I'm pretty sure Herbert has the highest uh, completion percentage over expected in the NFL this year, which obviously when you go 85% right. completion on 47 passes against the Vikings, you're going to have that. But like, it's going to happen, yeah. Herbert is as good as Tua at all the, you know, quick hit, you know, all this stuff on time. But then he can throw 45-yard bombs when he's falling back and just flicking his wrist. Like, right. Tua just doesn't have that. So, like, yeah, I mean, it's Herbert managed. to me is like it's if managed. you build a quarterback, that's what it looks like. Hey, and, 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 again, people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, here goes James Coe again. He's all he's hating. It's like I'm not hating. I'm just – it's like can we set realistic expectations for Tua, you know? Like, like the, this whole MVP conversation is, like, driving me insane. It's like, what? This is crazy, you know? Like – I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's madness. Uh, and it's, again, it's like, I'm not hating by saying this guy's an above average quarterback. I'm not hating, you know, right. Nobody, it's, nobody thinks that this is like current day Andy Dalton. <laughs> I, no one's saying he's bad. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not even, where would I even put like, you know, but it's again, like, I, I'm not saying the guy's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination, but 
the talk of him being one of the literally the two or three best quarterbacks in the NFL, just from a talent perspective, is just it's crazy, man. It's just absolute madness to me. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.